Welcome to Extra Words, a Patreon podcast for the Quiet Council only, with specials, extended cuts, exclusives and more. All the X, all your faves, none of the limits. <laughs> the best part of this question is it does force us to look at how power interacts in our world and in our lives. Um, you know, it forces us to really examine our relationship to each other, um, our relationship to desire, our relationship to just about anything, because it all relates to relationships, desire, and power. Um, so that's the best part. And it's also the worst part, because who wants to spend all of their time thinking about that? But I think we do kind of have to think about it. So yeah, yeah that's my answer. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of X of Words. You know what it is? We do mutants in 10 minutes. Uh, and today, sitting across from me, I have, um, uh, of course, Christopher. Sure. <laughs> Christopher? Christopher works. Christopher. <laughs> There's other Chris's here, so Christopher works though. <laughs> and also, uh, my cat. My cat. Yeah, my cat Marley. Um, yeah, 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 I know. Right? So she is an honorary guest in today's episode. Um, she has a lot to say. She has a lot to say. And she and she's held her truth for too long. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the truth will not be silenced. Exactly. Exactly. Feline liberation now. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, today's question is: Can a mutant ever ethically date a human? If you've been part of Black Twitter for the last month. Month. <laughs> yeah, there's been a whole, uh, uh, but a really involved conversation that kicked off with Bob the Drag Queen making some very fucked up, ridiculous, and irretrievable statements uh, about race play. And then spiraling into a recognition of the fact that almost all of the black drag queens on Drag Race, Drag, drag Race? Drag Quest. Drag Quest. Drag Quest. So I don't know why. RuPaul's Drag Quest. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Quest. <laughs> that's um, that's the show. Change approved. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, all those queens have white partners. Uh, there was a big thing about the acknowledgement of a trend, which legitimate. And a lot of very, very, very shaky, bullshit, strange defenses from Bob and the rest. So Chris and I was talk were talking about that generally. We were having a conversation about that generally, uh, about the ethics and the politics involved, and the politics, sorry, involved in interpersonal relationships in terms of desire. Uh, and so, of course, I thought about what that would look like in terms of mutants. And here we are. Of so, course, as one does in a deeply, intrinsically political discussion, think about the mutants, as one should. <laughs> listen, listen. Creating this podcast has destroyed my brain in no less than about 12 deeply serious ways. One of which, <laughs> one of which is that almost everything I see, experience, or eat can inspire some level of bullshit episode on this 
I think that's brilliant. You know, cause like literally when I get bored, I think of like what my, what exactly my life itself would look like if I were a mutant. And in this moment, I'm like, okay, well, am I, am I doing work from Krakoa or am I not doing work at all, but living on Krakoa or did I decide to not be on Krakoa? I literally think about that throughout my daily life. I would, I would be Krakoa Dao. Yeah, no, I'm just, please staying with the humans for what? Yeah, I would be Krakoa Dao. Like there would no, there's no, there's not even a question. So that's today's question. Uh, do you have time? This is going back to what she maybe a witch was saying that you put your podcast co-host to work. Exactly. <laughs> I fully agree. This is a communal effort. It's not only one person. Fully. Fully. Okay. Timer's ready. Can we start now? Uh, go on. It's up to you. You you get the line. You get the line. Go on. Well, what's the question again before I start? <laughs> <laughs> The question is, can a mutant ever ethically date a human? Okay, time starts now. Okay, all right. So, yeah. when it comes to mutants and humans dating, it gets real shifty real fast for me, mm-hmm. only and specifically because I watched the show The Boys. Uh, if it wasn't for The Boys, I don't think I'd have this many issues with this, but there's so many... Um, there's so much like sexual violence that goes on when you have superpowers versus someone that doesn't have superpowers. Ooh. And that enough is for me to be like, okay, ethically, absolutely the fuck not. I don't know why y'all even want to try this. There's, you're messed up. You're sick. You're wrong. Let's call it a day. Yeah. But let's take it a step back from the boys, which is intentionally inflammatory and hyper-realistic, theoretically, and go back to mutant them, mm-hmm. where it's a little more fantasy and whimsy. Yeah. Um. And in that, I think about the mutant human dynamic as simply within the mutant metaphor of being race or or sexuality or gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's easy ethical, back to the think piece that we, you know, came off of, yeah. off of Twitter. Is it ethical to date someone or is it safe to date someone or is it right to date someone um, who does not share a s- certain aspect of your identity? Um, and that's where it gets a little bit more complex because like, you could easily say that about, you know, women dating men, women who heterosexual women or bisexual women or pansexual women who date men folk are constantly dating their oppressor. So it's like, okay, well, mutants dating a human, I guess just be careful. <laughs> Marty, your turn, honey. Speak for us. She she can't believe it. Anyhow, so yeah, yeah, I I I totally I agree with you, Holocaust. And just to take us back to the point you made about the boys and there being a massive sort of sexual violence, I don't even think that's something that necessarily sits on a human-mutant divide because there are loads of mutants that wouldn't, say, have the powers that Colossus had. Exactly. You know? So there would be... Like, if Colossus and, for example, Megan... Oh, wait, hold on. She's married to someone else. That's 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 messy, isn't it? I'm down for a little bit of mess. <laughs> but it's interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's like he could harm almost anybody who doesn't have the same physical resilience. Let's stop that right there. Like, there's Rogue and Gambit, and for the longest time, their relationship was based on the fact that Rogue could harm Gambit, and they had to be extremely careful with the way that they interact with each other emotionally and physically. That's the same thing for any power dynamic. Yeah, we all have to acknowledge where we um where we have power or potential to create harm and then adjusting for those that we value love and want to um, maintain a safety with we have to just evaluate per person but on a general sense 
yeah, it's a little bit scarier when, you know, you have Colossus who could be fucking someone that's tiny with no super strength. That's a little bit more dangerous. Mm. I, but even that, even then, even physical strength aside, say if Colossus was dating a human, I think there's a huge amount of structural harm that that human could enact on yeah. him. That is, is, I think, speaking more truly to the, to the dynamic we're talking about here. Absolutely. Can you ethically date somebody who can wield that sort of structural power against you? Yeah, and, and it, that one is, of course, difficult. It happens all the time. For instance, that there was that case here in the States a few years back where a white gay man called the police mm. on his black gay partner. Um, and, mm. of course, it resulted in really bad things for the black gay partner. That's the same scenario that we see often in interracial relationships, but can also exist in all sorts of other relationships. Back to the original example I gave of, um, of heterosexual women or women who date men, um, their male partners having power over them as well, particularly in terms of allegations or, um, or, or reports of any sort of um, domestic harm. Women are far less likely to be believed in those scenarios. So we, like, we've already seen that definitely play out. And I think it kind of goes even not further, but like a more historical lens of what really is consent. If someone holds power over you, yeah. can you consent to them? And we've historically named that as no, you cannot consent to them. So that becomes a really murky territory yeah. for any power dynamic that we have in the real world or in the X-Men. If we have Storm, who, as we mentioned earlier, is consistently dating non-humans, can those can those humans yeah. wield their power and privilege as humans over Storm as a mutant? Then there's yeah. the other power dynamic of um, Storm is a literally and figuratively defined goddess. Will she be with humans mm. at all? Like she's a mutant, them? Will she ever be with any sort of Earth being? <laughs> period. I know. I know. Um... Definitely feels like more of a choice in the case that we were talking about. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I mean, all of these theoretically are choices. You know, we're saying dating in a way of like both parties have consented to be in this relationship and want to be together in whatever form that relationship takes on. Theoretically, they've all made a choice, right? And that's where the ethical question comes in. Yeah. It comes down to, is yeah. my partner safe with me? Can I be safe for my partner? Can our uh, existence together... Um, not supersede the uh, social structures, but can we um, can we work through those social structures? Can those social structures be slightly alleviated when we, you know, close the doors of our home or enter the bedroom together? Is there a way that we can do that? And those are the questions that need to be asked. Yeah. Mutants on Krakoa yes. bringing their partners, aka Northstar bringing Kyle. I, if I were Kyle, I'd be actually terrified that someone was literally just being themselves on Krakoa and I could result, it could result in me like being beheaded or severely burned or something like that. So as Northstar, I should question, is my partner safe here? Do I want my partner safe here? And should we even be in this relationship? Is love enough to protect my partner from these very real dangers? Yes. And I think that the, the bit about the conversation, the bit about the conversation, <laughs> Why did I say that twice? So big you had to say it twice. <laughs> <laughs> the bit about the conversation that's, that really sparked this with me is the fact that um, Redacted, who was leading a lot of the conversation, said there's no way to divorce interracial relationships from the grander backdrop and influence of white supremacy. There's no way for you to get yourself out of the machine. And I totally agree with that. 
my my concern wouldn't even be, for example, is Kyle safe here? Because Kyle's got just as much chance of getting his head cut off as any other mutant in this place. And presumably, if Kyle's there, and this is the question that no one's really asked, I would like to know, is Kyle in the resurrection protocols? Hmm. Or is he there under a far more sort of tenuous agreement? So that's exactly what I mean, though, right? Like, any mutant on Krakoa could theoretically get their head chopped off and have multiple times, but they get to return. Kyle's is permanent, therefore Kyle's mm. not safe there. Damn, it's already 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Um, okay, so if Kyle's safe there is contingent on if he's in the resurrection, book, resurrection protocols. Uh, now that they have the Phoenix... If you're hearing this, still- you've reached the end of the Extra Words preview. To hear this full episode and a whole heap of other behind-the-scenes stuff, head over to Patreon and join us on the Quiet Council. That's patreon.com forward slash X of Words. We'll see you over there.